Welcome back to the Lovely Craftians. This week, we've got a very special guest joining us. Diana, the extremely talented DM for Multiclass Theater, is jumping in as Judy Morgenstern. You definitely don't want to be sleeping on Multiclass Theater. The first episode had me laughing aloud, and it's been a wonderful adventure ever since. So last time we left off on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Um, so just a quick refresher. Uh, Casey, you met Sebi, and he's just as nerdy as you are, and you uh, miladied him, mm-hmm. <laughs> which we're not going to let go of. I'm so <laughs> awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then after your meeting with Sebi for bagels or whatever, you went back up to your office and you had a weird vision of figures in robes and dimmed lights and fog and something moving in the fog. And that was weird. And it said your name, which is also unpleasant. And then you met up with Hester and Glenn and they told you everything that they'd learned at the Chicago Historical Society about the Judge Foundation, which was considerable. And you told them the weird thing kind of happened and Esther didn't let you go home alone. She went with you and on the bus you had another one of these visions and you guys were going to have a sleepover. And then Glenn, you were in your apartment kind of decompressing. You were text flirting. Well, someone was text flirting aggressively at you. Oh yeah. Jubilee, (laughs) Jubilee Jackson. (laughs) And it was like going okay and then you got in the shower, then you get out, and then she's like, look outside. And you're like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. That was that cliffhanger. Was not a fan. And you did, and it was the guy in the baseball cap who had been shooting at you at the bar. But he was down there under a street light on the street corner. Okay. Like across the street. Pretty much. Yeah. And that's where we stopped because I... Your little I'm stinker. a sadist, really, <laughs> is what that boils down to. So what are you going to do? Right into it. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, he doesn't have anything. Like, he does, he's not holding a gun or anything. He just has the phone out, from what I saw. From what you saw, that was all you could tell. Well, I'm going to pull back from the window, because I was just, if I remember, I was just peeking out. Before. Yeah. Like, um, who is this? Is what I text back. You do not get a response. Their head kind of tips up. Not enough that they show their face. It's still very shadowed by the bill of the cap. But they look up pretty much at you as much as they can without revealing their visage. Clearly this isn't Jubilee. How'd you get Jubilee's phone? Come talk to me and find out. (laughs) wanky face this is very off-putting um is that what you messaged back yeah exactly what i messaged back (laughs) it's very off-putting um but uh why would i meet someone that literally just tried to kill me and someone that i was talking to no response Mm -hmm. okay well uh I'm going to go into my, uh, I'm going to rush into my bedroom. I, 
I know there was like, I think we talked about it, but like I have a service weapon, but I also have a personal weapon. Is that correct still? You handed in your service weapon. Yeah, I know that. Like I turned it You have a in. personal weapon, yeah. All right. So I'm going to go find my personal weapon. You do that. And I put that in like my back. Like, you know, how guys do. Like if you're going to shoot <laughs> down your butt crack. Yeah, like, as if you're going <laughs> to shoot down your butt crack, but it's like obviously safety's on. So <laughs> uh, like that would be a really poor decision. Uh, what, you don't uh, want to shoot your asshole off? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a really Wait, bad well, time. But wouldn't that just um, make a bigger asshole? Yeah, but one without any sort of like restriction. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs> uh, you shoot your schwinked out and then you wouldn't be able to schwinked anymore. I'm I'm glad this went here. Good, good talk. <laughs> we anyway, always go to buzz. We always, we get always to go to buzz. Somehow. Oh man, Jesus. every fucking time. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I started it. I put it in my waistband. Uh, so I nervous. I put my phone in my pocket, also the gun, obviously, and I <laughs> head out to where he was, pretty much. All right. Is it in the? It's in front of the building. Yeah. Like, right so where your the, the, windows are facing the main street. Okay. And he's. He was out there. That's great. <laughs> so are you, are you, how are you approaching him? Um, because my, the entrance to my uh, apartment is like the back alley or something like that. There is an entrance at the back alley that you've used, but wonder, there's also like a front entrance because this is still like an apartment. I'm going to use the back entrance um, and go through the alley and kind of creep around the corner just doing my checks that way. Roll your dice. Tell me what you get. This is great. <laughs> Fourteen. All right, you're slinky, slinky. <laughs> All right, so far nothing, and I continue doing that until I get to the front of where he was near the um, streetlight. And you say he's not there. You said already he's not there already. I said he was there. You don't know. You're not there yet. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> nice try, though. <laughs> would have been great <laughs> alright so are you hesitating on this corner are you just like barreling out from the alleyway onto the street what are you, what are you doing I'm hesitating so I'm like taking my time to check corners as I'm going towards the street so every chance I can like okay well let's say you're at this corner now with the street you haven't quite emerged from it okay What's your your mode of operation? I'm going to peek out. That's what I'm hitting, like, but quick check, pretty much. Mm, spot hidden then. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. So you make uh, you make really solid eye contact with the street light, and it's real bright, and then it gets that nice little flash when you close your eyes. You might have blinded yourself a little bit. Okay. Um, what I'm going to do is take my gun out, um, remove safety this time. So clearly my butthole's no longer <laughs> in danger. <laughs> in danger. <laughs> um, Not for now, anyway. <laughs> Not for now, anyway. Um, I don't like point it at that area, but like I will hold it down um, to the ground as I emerge, like fully. Okay. As you do this, he takes off down an alley and around the corner. They're not moving dangerously fast, but they are cruising pretty quick for a residential. And this pretty nondescript 
sedan-like car with a little light bubble on the top of it that's flashing and making little whoop-whoop noises stops right in front of you. What the heck is this? (laughs) (laughs) A lady in a a nice, a nice-ish, like, business-y suit that not unfamiliar to you because you would wear something pretty similar on the job. She pops out. Detective Bishop? Yeah? You want to put that gun down for me, please? I put my safety on. (laughs) 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 I want to just... I'm making this a thing, guys. (laughs) Gun safety is important. It is important. Put put my safety on, and I put it away, as she instructs. (laughs) Uh, No, 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 no. Can you put that on the ground and kick it in my direction, please? Sure. I do that, and I do exactly what she says. She holds up her badge. I am Detective Bernie Stone with Internal Affairs. Yeah. Um, We can make this really messy or you can help me out because I really don't want to tease you. Uh, I've got plenty of questions for you regarding some of your more recent activities. Uh, how, How would you like to do this? Well, if there's an easy way, obviously I'll do that. I would rather not be tased. Thank you very much. Thank uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't make that option. All right, Glenn, you know how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. One is meeting us at the station. I advise you to say nothing to me this ride. I I I won't even listen. Don't say anything. Just don't. For your own sake, just zip. And she does, she does a little zip motion over her lips. And I do a little like thumbs up motion to her in a very like gotcha captain kind of way. <laughs> um and I follow what she instructs me to do. She holds open the back seat door for you. Mm-hmm. So she closes the door once she's sure that your leg is out of the way. And the back locks engage. She picks up your gun, double checks the safety, and puts it in a little Ziploc baggie that she then puts in the glove compartment of her front seat, gets in, and she starts driving. And she isn't saying anything to you either. It's a really wordless and pretty short drive this time of night now, after you guys have had your pizzas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um traffic has died down and also you're only going to old town so it's one neighborhood over oh cool not even that far and as soon as you get to the precinct she escorts you out of the car and she begrudgingly slaps on a pair of cuffs you know you know you know yeah yeah i'll take these off once we're in the interrogation room but got to be seen doing stuff you know so she takes you back there and she sits you down in one of the interrogation rooms she clicks on a recording button but she then just kind of sits there and waits is someone supposed to show up or (laughs) yeah we're just waiting for your attorney and then i'll give you the rundown on your charges and all that so you don't have to worry about it You, you know but I'm not doing it without your attorney present. 
How kind of you. <laughs> uh, roll me a quick intelligence check. I pass with a 12. <laughs> Of all of the internal affairs agents you could have gotten, you lucked out. Because this Bernie, you've never really met her in person, but she has a reputation as being really kind and fair. Hmm. Okay, I guess this is my cue to just jump in. <laughs> uh, all, of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, the door uh, kind of half flies open. And a woman in a very smart business suit, um, sensible heels, and a her dark hair pulled back in a power ponytail, storms into the room very dramatically and says, All right, hold it right there, Bernie. Not another word. And Bernie tosses her hands up. You, you, you got me. You got me, Judy. Oh. Oh, I was expecting this to be a little harder. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Um, okay. I gotta admit, you caught me by surprise. Um, okay. Uh, she walks over to uh, to Glenn and she hands out, sticks out her hand. And she says, "Hello, I'm Judy Morgenstern. I'm your attorney. Don't worry, oh. I've got everything covered." Thank you. I reach my hand out to you and I shake judy's hand thank you very much judy pleasure to meet you in this very awkward and very uncomfortable situation but uh thank you <laughs> yes it is awkward it is uncomfortable and bernie why are you even here i know ia doesn't get out of bed before 9 a.m it's the middle of the goddamn night <laughs> well it's not quite the middle we haven't hit midnight yet but i am <laughs> on the clock you caught me there please have a seat we'll We'll dig into this. There's okay. got some quite interesting charges ahead of you, Glenn. Uh, you want to start with the easy stuff or the hard stuff? Whatever, whatever order you feel necessary. All right. We're going to start with the lesser sentences, and then we'll jump into the heavier hitter one. So... As of your encounter with uh, Captain Cross, where you handed in your immediate resignation after the bar shooting, you are looking at a possible one to three year sentence for impersonating an officer. Uh, you are also facing a possible three to seven year sentence for illegally obtaining evidence from the police. And the most dire charge, in my opinion, is the possible five to ten year sentence for official misconduct or dereliction of duty regarding the bars shooting. So, which of these do you want to go into first? Uh, I would like to go into the bar scene. Well, bar scene. This isn't a scene. Well, I would like to go into the bar uh, charge that you're talking about. So, you were seen fleeing the scene after shooting erupted in a bar that you were in, we understand that you were uh, plain clothes at the time or off duty, but nonetheless, your oath as an officer still stands. So, what made you what made you flee that scene? What made me flee the scene at the time was I was meeting with a witness at the time um, that I felt had extremely valuable information for a missing persons case that I was looking into, um, and it turned out that it was true. 
Um, now, now remember, Glenn, that... you don't have to say anything. All right, you you don't have to say anything. <laughs> it, it's true. You don't have to say anything. Okay. Then. I'm just going to lay this all out in front of you as I, as I know it to be, and so you don't feel that you're being led into anything. So you don't confess without consulting your attorney. We'll just start here. We'll start at how I'm seeing the way things went down. So, you were told by your captain to drop a case. You failed to drop the case for reasons yet uh, undisclosed. And you then involved a civilian who is meeting you. We would love to know who your informant is, but as you know, you're not required to tell me any of that. After that was the shooting at the bar by an unknown assailant, and you fled with the with one civilian in tow who was injured. Two remained injured at the scene and were taken to the hospital. Now, it gets a little, a little hazier for a couple of hours. I assume you were sleeping, but the second that you woke up, you managed to obtain the contact information for the other victims, which we are not entirely certain how you managed to do that. Uh, that would be the class two felony, the illegally obtaining evidence from the cops. The impersonating an officer, not just with the young ladies at the hospital, because we sent follow-up questions with an investigator who said that they'd already spoken to another investigator and when we received a call from the Judge Foundation regarding hmm, another officer calling regarding a certain vehicle that had gone missing, and that officer was off duty today. He was actually in Michigan fishing, so we have a recording of that call and we know it was you. We could nail you for that, but that's small fry compared to the other possible charges. Is that timeline? correct for your very busy last 48 hours? As Judy said before, I probably will not comment on that one. Pleading the fifth? Completely understand. Yes, very understandable. Now I have a question. Excuse How me. exactly did um, did um, Glenn here resign? Did you receive like an official letter? Did you, like, when was this re resignation tendered? I believe it was tendered directly to his captain on the evening of the shooting. How? Verbally with witnesses. Oh. And that's good for you? You just can say, you know, I quit and you're done? Well, I mean, two weeks is just a courtesy. You could quit whenever you feel like. No, I know, but I figured, you know, as a office of the law you'd have to give like you know written notice and turn in your firearm and your badge and do a whole lot of other stuff not just say I'm out of here I believe he was informed that he was going to be on suspension pending this investigation and he was asked in the interim to hand over his badge and his service firearm I see but not officially terminated at that time uh, if I have the paperwork correct, yes, here, I have the statement from Captain Cross with a notice of resignation to the HR department. Which was tendered the next day. 
the yes, which I assume it, was it would put be in this the... morning, very first thing. Hmm. I don't know, Bernie. I'm seeing a lot of conflicting charges here. Like you're trying to say he's a cop. He's not a cop. He's derelict in duty. He's stealing from the cops. He's impersonating a cop. But eh, you gotta kind of pick one. I mean, you know, I think that's the way the judge will see it. I don't believe so. See, he was derelict in his duty when he was a cop prior to him quitting. And it was after that that he was impersonating an officer, not just pretending to be a specific officer, which would count as identity theft, but also presenting himself. W were you presenting yourself as a police officer or a private detective? when you were in the hospital? The fifth. Hmm. Well, I don't see much conflict here, and if it goes to the wrong judge, you could potentially go away for quite a long time. Uh, if you get someone who's a real stickler on maximum sentences, you're looking at 20. Uh, may I speak to my attorney, then? Private? Certainly. I'll step out for a moment. Just knock on the door when you're ready. And she steps out. Is the recording device still on? Or roll a spot hidden for me. Nine. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so when she'd started recording, there was a little it was almost like a camera in the corner behind her head that had been flashing a red light. It is no longer flashing a red light. Okay. Alright, so, uh, this has been the longest two days I've ever experienced in my life. Um, so, uh, maybe I should catch you up on exactly what happened here, as well as why you just appeared, but it's a pleasure to meet you officially. Uh, Ruby, right? Uh, yeah, Judy, Judy. It, it's an honor to meet you, and I just want to say... You have the privilege of being my first client. Don't let this scare oh you, though. <laughs> I've seen every episode of Law and Order three times, um, and I went to the University of Chicago Law School. So I'm, 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 I'm good. You're good. We're gonna get you out of here. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like that. She's just, she's just laughing next to me. Sorry. Um, but uh, my, what I would like to say is that, like, in the last. 48 hours this has been the weirdest for me um the case that i've been working on before uh i ended up deciding to leave uh was a missing person's case a missing kid and i had reason to believe that even though i was told not to um pursue the case anymore that this kid was actually abducted even though they say that he ran away with information um i was meeting with a witness to get that information. I have found out that like she had witnessed something at the time uh, of his abduction and was there via camera uh, that he was indeed inducted, not running away, um, which made me feel that like I needed to find this kid a lot faster um, or possibly he was, we were looking at a, a murder of some sort, either murder or missing persons, either way. And, uh, um, I did everything that I did in the knowledge of trying to find this person. I, I'm not entirely proud of it, but I felt that I was personally backed into a corner to having to find this kid, even though my superiors and other people that I've worked with have said that 
he just ran away with information. And I know for a fact that he did not. And that's what has been happening, like long, like short version of everything that's happened in the last 48 hours. That do, do you have any questions for me based off of that? Well, I'd like to know, why do you think you're here? Like this whole thing seems very kind of like weird, right? Like it's the middle of the night. Like why isn't internal affairs cop investigating you when you're not even a policeman anymore? That um, seems very odd to me. And like, they seem very, very, they seem like they want to keep this hush hush. And I think they're more interested in silencing you than they are actually like, you know, punishing you for being a bad boy. Um, <laughs> Naughty boy. But that said, um, um hmm. Like, why is your union rep not here? I understand you, like, you know, you turned tendered your resignation, but still, like, you're being held up for dereliction of duty. See? So. Mm, I think yeah. we need to see what they want. I think we need to talk to them and ask him, because I think he's angling for something. Or she. I think Bernie's angling for something. Let's see what Bernie wants. Okay. And um, then we'll go I from there. Can I do like a law roll or a intelligence roll to see how fast uh, internal affairs normally mobilizes on something like this? That'd be an intelligence yeah. or ooh, that'd be an education. Actually. That'd be education because that's like a learned thing that you've gotten. From I feel like career. Twenty-seven. They can move this fast if they feel like it, but it's not really ever been this way in your experience. I would agree with you. Um, this has probably been the fastest I've ever seen internal affairs mobilized. I just found out about this not too long ago. Um, it had been over a case that was a missing persons case. It, it wasn't an internal affairs in the sense someone was doing anything, right? Like no one was, um, like no one's stealing evidence in this. Well, I did in a way, but in terms of no one is... <laughs> Obviously, I just did, but no one is taking drugs. Um, no one's taking firearms out of evidence lockers. No one is taking dirty money. Like here, it's literally, I'm trying to just find a missing kid. Like, that's it. And I, it just seems really suspect. This is, I've been blown away entirely, is what I would say in this situation. So, yes, I agree with you. Um, so yeah, uh, what do we do now? Should we bring her back in? Yeah, I think oh. so. Let's bring her back in. Let's see what she has to say. Let's see what bail is, because you know they've got to give you bail. They're not yeah. holding. You. That's just that's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. And also, is there anyone else I need to call? Is there anybody you'd like me to reach out to, and you know, inform them of your uh. situation? I would have her reach out to Casey. Okay, it's going to be an extreme intelligence check to remember that phone number. Is she not on my phone? I feel like they would have taken that from you. Okay, then never mind. Um, well, you do get one phone call, so. Oh, well, I'll do that. You do, but you have, need to know the phone number. Or you can ask her, try and convince her. 
I probably might convince her to use the phone for my one phone call. My phone for a one phone call. But or at least get the phone number from my phone. Either way. Alright. Alright, so knock on the door to let her back in. Alright, she was leaning against the wall on the other side of the hallway, so she wasn't like against the door with a glass listening to you guys talk. <laughs> She comes back in and she's kind of like patting this file folder worth of stuff in her hands like people do sometimes when they're just like, authority, yeah, <laughs> no doubt it's me. Um, and then she sits down and just waits patiently. Okay, Bernie. What do you want? Aside from justice. Justice. We all know this is about more than justice. You wouldn't be down here in the middle of the night, of the night if it was about justice alone. You wouldn't be loading him up on all these cockamamie nonsense charges if this was just about justice. You want something. Tell us what you want, and maybe we can deal. All right. You caught me. Again, Judy. Got me. I... Like, I think that you do. Think that something fucking weird is happening. And nobody's telling me what that is. And I think that you might be the closest to it. And by that, I mean, I've never liked the Judge Foundation and the way they just operate outside of our jurisdiction, despite being down the street. So I want to know what they're doing. I want to know what they've done. I, I don't agree with the charges levied against you, but of all the people that could have taken this case, I was a little eager when I saw it come across everybody's desks this morning. So I want your help. Can I do a psychology check? See if she's telling the truth? You absolutely can. I was going to say that. <laughs> so, thank you. I mean, we both can. I mean. I'll allow it. Yeah. Oh, that. Uh, wow. That would be a critical failure. Double zero. Oh. Uh, I don't think I've ever rolled that in my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just Cthulhu. <laughs> um, I might take three luck off just to get it to hit for me. All right, so uh, Glenn, you know that she's not lying, or at least she's she she's being she's truthful. Mm -hmm. um, Judy, you instantly fly off the handle, <laughs> and you're gonna have to give us a, a nice impassioned speech. <laughs> oh, <bad. laughs> All right, okay, hold on. Listen, Bernie, I've seen this before. You're no Jack Cutter. I hate Jack Cutter. I've seen this before. I've seen this strategy. You pretend to be his friend, and then you turn the tables and use everything against him. I will not stand for this. You hear me, Bernie? You're yelling in the same room as I am, so Ju I, Judy. I definitely Ju hear Judy. you. Judy. Judy. I'm it's sorry. Fine. I'm it's, just... It's... She... Okay, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll take it. I think Hold she, on. I think she's good. Yeah. <laughs> I admire the spunk. <laughs> All right. I'm good. Anyway, continue, okay. Bernie. I'm okay. sorry. I was going to kick you out of the book club. I won't. I'm sorry. 
Okay. <laughs> she just waves you off like, it's fine. That's nothing. I think my eyebrows raised as far as it possibly can go. <laughs> um, well, um, I believe you, um, if that's anything. Um, I appreciate that. She's not being like capricious or shitty. She's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's all shit. Thanks, man. <laughs> the case has been just odd in general. Um, and this is the fastest that like I have been told to drop it. Uh, it's been since the Judge Foundation has um, deemed that he ran away with sensitive information and finding out from my source, my informant, that that it was not the case. Uh, she is very aware that he was uh, kidnapped um, from his apartment. I was there like minute, like hours after an hour or two after it happened. Like it looked like someone forced the door open and I was not comfortable with the concept of just dropping a case of a missing kid when clearly there was at least some big question mark over it. But since the Judge Foundation is involved, I've been told to back down. Um, I was gathering more information and then all this happened pretty quickly in the last 48 hours of me just trying to find outside information not from the Judge Foundation. So now I'm in the situation. I am... Uh, on the fence of my morality here in the sense of like, <laughs> like obviously. Um, Are you about to do a murder or what? <laughs> nothing like, nothing like that. I mean that like this kid went missing and I went against everything that I, I took an oath and everything in order to just find this person. And I thought that at least my fellow officers would understand that um, before quitting at the very least. But yeah, this has been a bit topsy-turvy for me. Um, I'm not sure what's happening. I don't know what to do. Um, I, even tonight, like literally I stepped out with a gun because I was being followed is I, what I felt. Um, and upon immediately stepping out to check the situation, you appeared. So it's a little interesting to me that all these things are happening, lining up one after the other for me here. That is a hell of a couple of days, and I do apologize for moving so quickly on this, but that's part of why I wanted to um, rush things along, as it were. Um, you see, I'm entering my own ethical gray zone on this. Uh, you see, if you sign these papers agreeing to work as an informant for me before midnight... We don't have to worry about backdating anything, and I honestly wouldn't feel comfortable with that, but were you acting as an informant on my behalf, these charges could either be negotiated for immunity, you were doing it in the name of this case, should the case go to trial, that is, they could be greatly diminished because of your cooperation. There are any number of ways that this could go. This is an opportunity, I think, for both of us, for you to get out of jail, obviously, but <laughs> for both of us to find some answers here, because I also don't feel as though mm, your previous couple of days have gone exactly as protocol would dictate. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it definitely does. Um, what time is it right now, actually? It is 
30 minutes uh, to decide. Uh, I will leave this paperwork with you and your lawyer. Please discuss it carefully. There are some privileges I can award informants. There are others that I cannot. There will be restriction in place, obviously. But consider it quickly and carefully. Okay. Okay, one question before you go, Bernie. Sure. Who else knows about this? Like, who else do you have authority to present this offer? Who else, who above you will know that my client would possibly be an informant? Well, as far as informant rights go, it would be my direct manager who would have to approve it, which that shouldn't be an issue. And I believe the district attorney would need to know as well Hmm. so they can have their own, uh, you know, paperwork and protocols in place as well. But if you're worried that this is going to be broadcast across every frequency, that this is my informant, uh, you sh- you should know better than that. We don't do that. We like to protect our informants as much as possible. Okay. I'll talk it over with my client, but I think you're going to have to do better than diminish charges. I see nothing less than full immunity, but give us a few minutes. Oh, and can he have a cell phone back? He'd like to make a phone call. I will go get it while you are deliberating. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you. And she steps back out. All right. I'll look over the paperwork. Um, there's like no hard and fast promises of immunity in this because... Actually, roll a law if you want to know the because. Yeah, I'm gonna, like do that. Both of you can do that. I do not pass. I don't know law like uh, that. Yeah, I 45. I I may nice. have passed. All right. So you know that she can't guarantee certain levels of immunity because that's a district attorney decision. But you do know that the more compliant and the better the information that he provides, the more likely it is that charges will be dropped, especially if they're dated, if forms are dated on the same day. And maybe he was impersonating an officer because he was just trying to do his job. So what do you think, Glenn? How how are you feeling about this? Uh, given the circumstances at the moment, uh, it is in my best interest, it seems, to do this. But at the same time, I don't like that this is how it went down. Um, again, like, this is extremely fishy. I think we all originally in the room could agree that it was. But if this is what I need in order to not only continue trying to find out what happened but also not be rested for charges that i've never seen drawn up so fast um i think this is the best bet for now personally okay personally i'm feeling about the same i think this solves your problem tonight get you out of here i think looking at the case if they wanted to pursue it i think i can win it i think it's a flimsy case I think I can do this. So, I still think we should try to get Bernie to put immunity somewhere on this paper. Whether she can guarantee it or not, we try to convince her that, you know, let's let's at least shoot the moon. Because right. I agree, this whole thing, it smells, it's terrible. It's a setup of some sort, I think. Personally, I don't know. 
maybe I've just watched too much TV. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the Law and Order bell to go off, like, because <laughs> um, this is great. Um, so yeah, like for now, like I, I agree with you. Let's see if we can put immunity in there. Well, unless you, there's a reason why, but um, but yeah, I say sign it for the moment. Okay. So I'm gonna like get her to come back in. Knock knock. All right, she comes in. She sets your cell phone down it was also in one of those plastic evidence baggies and she just scoots it across the desk at you so what have we decided okay bernie listen here i think i think you got a good shot here i think that everything you're saying makes sense you know you've always been a straight shooter glenn here seems to trust you you know i've always liked you We've always gotten along. Now, I think I still think you can do a little better than you know reduce charges. So, like maybe scribble some like eh, immunity thing somewhere on the paper, and you know we'll sign it. She seems dubious about putting anything in writing just yet. You know, I mean, but you know, it's a give and a take. You know, you give something, we give something. Then you've got Glenn here run a little bit of a leash, which I'm thinking that's what you want. But he's free to do what he needs to do without, you know, the sword of Damocles hanging over his head. I will put in a clause that as much as I can guarantee, which you know isn't that much, but I can try, that if he provides information that leads to the arrest of certain high-level officials within the foundation, or he provides information that could then be passed to the FBI to handle, I could see about getting immunity for the majority of the charges. And if I'm being totally honest with you, I think that you could very easily beat the dereliction of duty charge. Based on the videotapes alone, it seems as though you were drawing the shooter away from further civilians. And I would advise off the record, and she points at the camera that's still not blinking, that you try going that route should the DA not want to drop those charges. I think that seems reasonable. What about you, Glenn? It's your final decision, but I, I, you know, I get a good feeling here. I see no reason why not. So I will, I agree. I will sign. Okay. Uh, right. So um, Judy hands Bernie a pen. She takes it. Okay, so you're going to just write that in there, and uh, then we'll sign. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, so just, you know, just do the thing. She flips over the, I don't want to call it a contract, but that's kind of what it is, um, the paperwork for officially putting someone on the line as an informant. She flips it over to the back, and she writes it down, and she doesn't sign it. She passes it back over for you to review. And it states exactly what she'd said. Okay. There wasn't okay. any like fucky language meant to trap you. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. This looks good. Glenn? She hands the pen to Glenn. All right. 
You sign it. Mm-hmm. She signs it. She she sits back and she t- tilts her head back and breathes an audible sigh. <sighs> I was a little worried you weren't going to sign that in time. <laughs> Boy, that was going to be an ordeal. Sorry for getting you out so late. This is not usually what I do, but we had to get this signed today. Seemed like a times of the essence situation. As it has been the last couple of days. So with this paperwork, I can... I'm just going to let you go. Um, You need to report back tomorrow, though. Like, let's say 10-ish. Does that work? Does 10 work? Mm -hmm. Okay. You need to report back so I can give you a cell phone, kind of the rundown of how we're going to do this, what I'm looking for exactly from the foundation, that sort of thing. And are you angling to do the PI route? What are you just gonna we can give you a, a small stipend, but it isn't like luxurious or anything. <laughs> um, I was aiming to be a PI, yeah. All right. So you're gonna need to get a license for that, otherwise they're gonna lump some petty civil charges on you for it, which it would be entirely petty, but you know, you know you know the city. They yeah, yeah. will mm-hmm. nickel and dime you for anything. Like oh, if you yeah. fart on a meter weird they're gonna charge you for it so that's a that's a picture um as opposed to not right, weird um not just, <laughs> yeah we're not talking like crop dusting it just it. has to be farting wrong on a meter yeah <laughs> which question mark um so yeah like how do i go about getting a license i guess oh they have a test that you have to take that that okay. that's it <laughs> all, right, all right then yeah that's um i'll Report back at 10 here, I'm assuming. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. She shakes your hand and hands you one of her business cards. And she shakes Judy's hand. So next book club? Definitely. I think um, Catcher in the Rye, maybe. It's not really a legal thing. How about the Pelican Brief? Oh my God, it's an old one, (laughs) but it's a classic. That's classic. Classic. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, and then um, we should read Catcher in the Rye because I don't care if schools think it's illegal and bullshit. We're going to fucking read about those rabbits. No, wait. Now that's uh, that's Mice and Men. No, that's Watership Down. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking that's of. That's the one. Mice and Men is sad, but for different reasons. Very true. Actually, they're about kind of the same. We'll talk about this in the club. <laughs> I totally agree. I've got one last question for you, Bernie, before you go. Sure. I've lived I've lived in the city for six years. Will somebody explain to me what hinky means? Why does everybody <laughs> say it? I don't understand it. Just means it's weird. I, I couldn't tell you why they say it. It's just it's just hinky, you know? It's so bizarre. <laughs> well, you wouldn't get it. You're from Jersey. Well, yeah, well, Bayonne, but yeah, Jersey. I mean but still. Bayonne. Oh, you just hit Sam right in her feels. Yeah, East Coast. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to take my phone out of the evidence bag. (laughs) And uh, thank you. Um, Can I also get my my personal weapon? Or no, I won't use it. I'll put it back in my house. We can get it tomorrow. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) I have to get it out of evidence. And if that person looks at me again, I think they might actually shoot me with your gun. Oh, okay. Well, if that happens, 
I will be glad to represent you. <laughs> Please, I want no one else representing my corpse. I'll get your family or your cat a lot of money. My cat would appreciate that. Let, leave him rolling in the fancy feast. So, I can leave, as you said. Mm-hmm. All right. She just opens the door and holds it for you. Appreciate it. Um, I walk out. Um, I start to one send a message to uh, Casey and well, and you know what? I'm going to make a group chat because at this point, why not? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for emojis. Time for emojis <laughs> from hell. Um, but sending like going to make a group chat with Esther and Casey and. Uh, <laughs> Like so, and just say like dot dot dot. So I just got out of jail. That's 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 nice. <laughs> Question mark. And uh, I also call a lift as well. You mean a ride? <laughs> yeah, a ride. A ride. <laughs> a ride to pick up my. I called a ride from my phone to take me to my apartment. The Lovely Craftians is brought to you by Wampus House Productions and our game mistress slash writer slash editor, Cassie. Starring Ashley as Casey Jones, Sade as Glenn Bishop, and Samantha as Esther Willows. This week, we were joined by the incomparable Diana from Multiclass Theater as lawyer Judy Morgenstern. Want to know more about Multiclass Theater? We've got you covered. Hello, I'm Diana. I'm Mike. I'm Amanda. And I'm Adam. Together, we are Multiclass Theater, a brand new actual play podcast. We tell collaborative stories in an original setting with colorful characters using Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. Don't forget about our strange voices. Oh, well said, Gruber. Ugh, Rotan, don't encourage him. I think you're all nuts. Multiclass Theater is available wherever you download your podcasts. I think that went pretty well. Yeah, we're done here. Let's go. So do we get paid now? You are all amazing. Now get out of my office.